listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thank you for listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast. I am so appreciative of everyone that is sending me messages and reviews on here and joining the Facebook group. Ladies, we have almost 2,000 women uh, within the private Facebook group. So if you're listening to this and you're not yet a part of it, make sure you don't just like the page, but you head on over to join the group because within there, I'll do... um, special Facebook live teachings. I'll have guest appearances with me. I will do Facebook parties just because I love to give you guys stuff. So sometimes we'll play some fun games and I'm just giving stuff away. Sometimes I'll just pop a gift card up there and want you to go grab a coffee or something. So I don't want you to miss out on being a part of it. It is just faith-filled teaching. I don't let other people post a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I'm not it's not just like a place where you can sell things. It is literally private to be filled with faith, to walk away victorious, to know you are who God has created you to be. So this week I want to get into, you know, just with everything that's kind of been happening uh lately. Uh, if this is a podcast you're listening to for the first time or if this is a podcast you're listening to you know, later on down the road, uh, this is just during the whole COVID-19, uh, I will say scamdemic, but I'll say pandemic, whatever. Um, but, you know, so I got to thinking about our rights because, you know, this is not a political podcast, but I just got to thinking about just, you know, our rights with our Constitution, what's going on in the world, what they're trying to strip us from, uh, you know, what America stands on, <laughs> home of the free and the brave. And just lately, that is not what we've been seeing as Americans. Uh, so then I started thinking about, you know, as as women of God, as children of God, You know, we have rights. We have rights as a child of God. But if we don't go after what they are and know what they are, you know, what are we going to do with that? We're just really going to let anything slide. Same with the Constitution. If we don't know what it says we're allowed to have as an American, what we're allowed to do as an American, what's going to happen? Any Joe Schmo that's got a tie and a suit on that tells us to do something, we're just going to do it. But that's not how we're supposed to live as children of God. Absolutely not. We've got to learn to put our foot down and be strong in the things of God. You know, that's the one of the main verses that I stand uh, nonstop mom on my ministry on is in, in first Samuel with Hannah's prayer. It says that we, you know, that she rejoiced because what? She's full of strength. She's praising the Lord. She has an answer for her enemies. But that woman, Hannah, it goes to show me she knew what her rights were. Now, I could take this podcast and go on for hours if I go through the entire word of God um, about what our rights are 
as a believer. But there are just some few that I picked out that I will go over with you. But it is so important that we know our rights because when we know our rights, we then can operate in our full authority that God's given to us. Okay, we don't have to look like everybody else in the world. Even the pretty ones. <laughs> now we watch all their fashion blogs and all their Instagrams and all of this. And, you know, they have the best hair and the right length of eyelashes and the best nail polish. But listen, God has made you perfect. He's made you you. And all we have to do is understand what our rights are as a child of God so we can walk in that boldness, so we can walk in that authority. Because when you lose out on knowing your rights, you will lay down for anything. You will be okay with it. You'll let things slide. You'll say, you know, eh, well, you know, it's okay. It's not really worth a fight for it. But let me tell you, God died, you know, God sent his son, Jesus died on the cross so we can have these rights. Don't slap Jesus in the face and say, hey, you went through all of that beating, all of that torment, all of that torture, but, you know, thanks for the gifts, but no thanks. Thanks for dying for my healing, but eh, I'd rather like kind of suffer through it, teach a lesson, humble myself, you know. You know, I just, that's just kind of how I want to live. I want to, I want to gain knowledge from this sickness. I want to gain knowledge. Here I go again in my, my mocking voice because it sounds so stupid. Let's really say some things, ladies, out loud so your ears can hear it. And then you're like, wait a second. Was that, I was just getting ready to say that? Uh, okay, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't line up with the word of God. Let me shut my mouth. So. Knowing what our rights are will put us, you know, levels above, levels above, brings us great faith, lets us know that we don't have to take the devil's crap, lets us know where we stand, what we can have. So here's a few that I, I, I wanted to go over with you. The right to freedom, living free because of what Christ did for us. So John eight thirty six. So if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. So he set us free. When he died on the cross, he set us free at our moment of salvation. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became free. But now we've got to search out the word to find out what are we free from? Okay, so we could go around saying, I'm free. Yes, I'm free. Hallelujah, I'm free. But if you don't know what you're free from, then what's the problem? When Satan comes to attack you, you don't know what your right is, what your right is against him. So a lie that could come to you is you should feel guilty about your past. You know, the enemy always tries to do that to us. Our past, our past, our past. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. That's what everyone, you know, I should have done this. I wish I did this. Wish I had parents, you know. I wasn't raised in a Christian home and my past and that's all the stuff you've done wrong. You know, if you 
did some stuff maybe in high school, I don't know, or, you know, whatever, before you like were set on fire for the Lord, you know, everything you've done wrong in the past, wrong decisions, wrong people in your life, you know, wrong jobs, and and, and that you'll never overcome it, right? And that you aren't righteous. You don't have right standing with God. You know, that's just how you're supposed to feel. But that's not what freedom is. So the truth the right that you have, it says, if the son makes you free, son, S-O-N, Jesus, if the son, Jesus, makes you free, you have the right to be free, free from sin, okay? You don't have to sin every day. It is possible to walk daily free from sin, okay? Shame. You don't have to feel shame anymore, You don't have to feel guilt, condemnation, free from your past. The truth is you're free. You could be free from, you know, if you have an addiction to something. If you're depressed, if you're full of anxiety, you are free from all of that. When Jesus died on the cross, he literally, picture it this way, literally took that from you. So when you look at the cross, you should look at all those things up there. Not Jesus on the cross. He came off the cross, but all those things that I just listed, shame, sin, guilt, condemnation, addiction, depression, anxiety, sickness, all of it, poverty, that all stayed on the cross. That's still nailed on the cross. Jesus came down off of it, All those things stayed up. They didn't come down with Jesus to be laid upon us. They stayed on the cross. So one, we have a right to freedom. Okay. We can live free. We don't, you know, we don't have to have a bondage, a yoke uh, weighing us down. You guys have heard me say this before. We're not meant to carry burdens. Our, Our bodies, we were created, our mind, everything, to carry the blessings of God. That's what we were created to do. And so that's why when the other stuff comes on us, we don't handle it well. Our bodies don't handle it well. Our mind doesn't handle it well. Our confessions don't handle it well because we're not meant to deal with it. We are meant to walk in freedom. All right, another one I thought of. You have the right to prosper. If you go to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always, there's the all again, always have everything you need, okay? And plenty left over to share with others. So here's a lie that we hear. Oh, it's just more humble, you know, if I just keep it low key. I don't really need that. I don't really have to have that in my life. You know, that's not like a necessity. You know, I just, I'm going to pay my bills and I'm just going to live at a low mean, like just a low level because, you know, that's how Jesus was. Jesus didn't have any money and he, he walked around in sandals and like one outfit his whole life. Lie. He did not. Okay, he he had an accountant and (laughs) people were stealing from Jesus and he didn't even notice. So let me tell you that 
you got some money if people are stealing from you and you don't even notice. It's not that he was stupid and I don't mean it, you know, like someone won, you know, <laughs> one up Jesus and got him. But it's showing you in the Bible that he had so much money. I mean, even when he died, the the um, guards were fighting over his seamless garment, custom made garment. All right. Anyone who knows, I mean, I have a husband who wears suits, knows that a seamless and on top of that custom made suit is pricey. Jesus had money. Jesus was wealthy. So the lie of being, you know, I'm going to keep stay humble. I'm going to stay poor. You know, God will bless us when we get to heaven on my mansion by and by. Hallelujah. On the gold streets. That's when I'll have it right now. I'm going to have the trashiest car with a bumper sticker that says, you know, don't worry about my car. My treasure's up in heaven. Well, pull that sucker down. Open up the supernatural. You have every right. See? You have a right. Pull in what belongs to us in the supernatural and pull it to us in the natural. That's what you have to do. Open that up. Reach your hand right now in front of you and say, I'm grabbing what's meant for me, what I have a right to in the supernatural, and I'm going to pull it into my life because that's your right. So we have to realize that, you know, (laughs) I know people will have this idea that spiritual things are separate from material things, and that's not true. Spiritual laws govern material things. God created all matter. God wants you blessed. You have a right to live in the overflow. How can you bless others? How can you feed the poor? How can you take care of widows? How can you take care of anybody that God speaks to you to meet a need for somebody else if you're just barely getting by. So as a child of God, a second right that we have is that we have the right to live prosper because we have a calling to carry out what God's called us to do, not just the fivefold ministry, you listening. You have a calling to carry out what God has called us to do and you need to be prosperous to do it. Bible says in Isaiah 119, if you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. Plenty to eat. Think of Abraham. Abraham lacked nothing. He was blessed with abundance in every area. He was told he was going to be the father of many nations. And so that's your inheritance. Remember, that's your right as a child of God, that you will live in abundance in every area. You're redeemed from poverty. Like I said at the beginning, that stayed up on the cross. You're saved, okay? You're joint heirs with Jesus. And that promise that Abraham received continues through the bloodline. That's us, guys. We're continued through that line. That is us. We are promised abundance in every area, okay? Another right that we have. Let's see. This is another one of my favorites. Healing. Healing. All right? Ladies, you have the right to healing, to walk in divine healing. This is one of my favorite subjects to read about, to study out, to learn, to gain more revelation and knowledge on because it's everything to us. 
What can we do if we're sick and lying around in pain? What are we going to do? Spend all of our money on doctors to try to figure that out? All right, going to cause our prosperity to go down because now we're spending out money because we're sick. What else? Can't get up and do anything. Can't get up and feel like doing anything. Can't go to work. All right, now I can't work because I don't feel good. Oh, wait, if you're a wife, now you can't be a good wife because you can't provide for a need for your husband. I mean, if you're sick and you're in pain and you don't feel well, you're not going to feel like having sex. So now that that's, you know, a tension between the marriage. Sickness causes a chain reaction of a whole bunch of bad things. You're a mom, but you're sick. How are you going to take care of your kids? You don't want to get out of bed. You're in pain. You're, you're, you're snippy. You're mean. Sickness is of the devil. There's not one time Jesus didn't heal. And that goes for today. So ladies, listen up. If you're battling something, this is it. Put your foot on the ground and say, this is it. Healing belongs to me. I have a right. Bible says in Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes, we are healed. Here's a lie. You have no choice, right? You got no choice. You know, sometimes Jesus wants to beat you up to fix you up. It's just, you know, that's just how it is. Sometimes you get sick, guys. You know, there's colds out there. It's flu season, uh, you know, COVID-19, you know, we, it's like we've never seen a virus before. Listen, ladies, there was viruses before COVID-19. There are viruses during COVID-19. And there will be other viruses after COVID-19. And when you understand the right you have as a child of God for healing, you will understand Psalm 91. None of it will come near your dwelling. None of it will come near your kid's dwelling. Protect your home. Why? Because you have a right. I'm going to keep saying that because I want to drill that in your spirit man's head and in your head that you have a right. Truth about that. We can walk daily in divine healing. Thank the Lord now for what he's done for you, for your husband. You know, if you're single for yourself, uh, single mom, or if you are married and have kids, thank them for your kids healing. My husband and I, at the end of every month, not that we don't ever pray or thank the Lord during the month, but when another month switches, we are lifting our hands and we're saying, thank you, Jesus. Your promises are true. You're not a man that you shall lie. Thank you for another month of divine healing on my body, on my husband's body, on my children's body, that nothing can take them out. Nothing can take them out. That's what you got to do. Stay in an atmosphere of praise. You know, it says in Psalm 37, 25, look at this. I once was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Think about that. He's never seen the righteous forsaken. That's us. Or a seed begging for bread. We're the seed. We're the seed. We don't have to beg for healing. 
It says that now that's the Old Testament over in the New Testament. It says healing is the children's bread. Look at that. I mean, you can connect it all. I don't have time in this podcast, but you can connect it all different ways I've read. You know, give us this day our daily bread. What? Daily miracles. Daily healing. I don't have to beg for my healing. It belongs to me. So I just have to thank the Lord. I have to walk in it. I have to believe in faith for it. And that's it. That's my part. My part's not begging. Okay? My part's not begging. My part is just thanking and praising the Lord that he's already done it. And thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to go what you went through, but you did that for me. And I'm going to accept that gift and I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk in it proud. I'm going to walk in it with my head up in the air and I'm going to walk in it right. And I'm not going to say anything against it because divine healing is yours and yours daily. So we have the right to healing, the right to healing. All right, our next right that we have, ladies, we have the right to never fear again. Never fear again. I know this is a hot topic right now and it's like what everyone's talking about, but you know what? When you look around what's going on, it needs to be a hot topic because everybody's in fear. I am not downing the people that aren't saved. I mean, that's a given. They don't know any of this stuff. They don't believe any of this stuff. I am shocked at the Christians who are acting so scared and so afraid. You know, I I, I have a, um, a kids ministry that I do called Miracle Word Kids. And I just felt starting this past month, we're going to take topical um, uh, subjects and we're going to work on them each month with the kids. So I went through in in the month of May here, I went through and did 31 uh, verses. Actually, it was more than that. I kind of did 31 chapters throughout the Bible and talked about fearing not. What did the Bible say about Do not be afraid because the Bible is filled with it, filled with telling us not to be afraid, to have no fear. So as a child of God, we have the right to never fear. It says in Romans 8, 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Listen, listen, you... You need to treat the devil a certain way, and it's not a nice way. The lie that's out there in society, we never know how things are going to go in life. Listen, we just, you know, about our kids too, you know, we got to protect them and, you know, if they're out outside on the sidewalk, you just, you never know, like a car could just like run up on the sidewalk and smash them. So maybe it's best that they just, you know, never play outside. They just kind of play, you know, in the backyard and, and uh, they're in this bubble and you don't even trust God. God said he'll take care of us. He'll protect us. He's a strong tower that we run into and we are saved. We're safe in his presence. The Bible says that we have all authority. 
all authority. All authority. So what does that mean? The devil is powerless. Powerless, zero power. We're got working negative here. He's got nothing, nothing, what? As long as we refuse to open the door to him through fear. The moment we doubt, the moment we take the word of God, what it says about a subject, and start thinking opposite, we're going to get trapped in an invisible prison. Some stuff has never even happened to people, and they're fearful of it because it's a thought in their mind that has now boxed them in, and they live in this invisible prison. You don't have to act on fear and you don't have to practice it and you don't have to talk it. You don't have to walk it out. Shut it down. You have the right to never fear. Another one. I'll talk about this for a little bit. You have a right to a good marriage. You have a right to a good marriage. Society will tell you you know, if the if your spouse doesn't put anything into it, you don't have to. Listen, it's tit for tat. Um, you know, if he if he's gonna act like that, I'm gonna act like this. Snapping fingers. I'm snapping fingers. I got my head going. Attitude galore because you know he didn't do it the way I wanted to do it. That's it. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And as soon as it gets a little bit hard, run run. Listen, the truth is we have a right to a good marriage. God said what he put together. This is in Matthew 19, 6. Let no man separate. You can live in peace together. You can live in love together. You honor each other. It's not tit for tat. Marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Ladies who are married, ones who are going to get married. Marriage is not scary. Stop listening to the things of this world, people of this world, or Christians who don't know what the heck they're talking about from the word of God. You know, there's Christians that would rather teach you the word of God based out of their own experiences than just sticking with the word of God. So much easier. Bible's already written. Hey, we don't need to add, you know, add anything else. Just go by what the Bible says on how your marriage is supposed to look, how you're supposed to be as a wife, how your husband is supposed to be as a husband, and work it out, not running at the first sign of a disagreement. Get the Holy Spirit involved in your marriage. Put your big girl pants on. Have a good marriage. We have the right to have a good marriage. God created the unity of marriage. He knew what it was all about. He knew what it would take. He's not surprised by anything, ladies. So let's figure out what our right is to a good marriage and operate in it. Okay? Now, we're going to have the right to have well-behaved kids. Listen, it is our right. But we've got to do something on our part as parents. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, do not depart from it. Listen, a lie that society has. One, 
You know, don't discipline your kids. Send them on the stairs. Send them on the stairs because that will really teach them a lesson. If you set them on the stairs, they're really going to want to listen to authority when they sit on the stairs. I think the Bible must have had it wrong when it said, if you spoil, the, you know, spare the rod, you spoil the child. I, You know, that must have been a typo. I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have to, you know, talk to God and be like, listen, your word was, you know, not, not really, really right. You're telling us to spank our kids, but you know, really it was wrong and they're going to hate us for it. And they're going to think he didn't say spank them out of anger, beat them to death. A spank is not going to hurt your kids. A spank is sometimes required out of straightforward disobedience. Okay? It's all in the Bible. One of the best books I ever read when I had kids was given to me by my mother-in-law called What the Bible Says About Child Training. And it has the best couple chapters in there on spanking your kids. And it is so, so right on. And he just takes scripture after scripture and talks about it. Um, it's by Richard Fugate. I think it's F-U-G-A-T-E, and you can get it on Amazon, but highly, highly recommended. But don't be scared of that because society talks you out of it. Society will tell you, you know, your kids are just constantly perfect and everybody needs a trophy award for, you know, at least A for effort and, you know, let them do whatever they want and, and just, you know, let them feel it out. You don't want to like trap them. You don't want to trap them with rules. You know, if I sat there and had to train my child all the time, I'm like boxing them in. I I just want them to be free spirits. Amen, ladies. Just free spirits for our kids. No. No. Train your kid. So you have to train your kid because you know what the truth of that lie is? You'll have hellions running around. You'll have kids that are brats that won't listen. And you know what? If they won't listen to you, and you don't have authority in your own home over your kids, you think that they're going to grow up to be mighty men and women of God? If they won't listen to someone they physically see in the natural, why do you think that they're going to um, listen to Jesus who they don't see in the natural? Listen to the Holy Spirit with a decision that will be against you know what they want to do, but it's the right decision. How will they listen if they won't listen to their parents and honor and respect teach your kids that now at a young age because you're setting them up for disaster if they don't understand what honoring your parents and your parents don't have to be good to you for you to honor them you have to honor them regardless because it's what the word of God says and it's a blessing it becomes a blessing to you and a blessing to them so it's a perfect cycle of being blessed by you training them, and they will honor you. It says in Proverbs 31, 28, and this is a good verse that goes along with both, with both, I have a right to a good marriage and I have a right to well-behaved kids, is Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So listen, as a child of God, you have a right to a good marriage, and you have a right to well-behaved kids. And I'll go over uh, one more here. You have a right to have peace. Peace 
is the most incredible, incredible feeling. I love, you know, when I thought of this, this verse immediately came to my mind because I love John 14, 27. It says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Listen, the world didn't give it. It's an old song and the world can't take it away. It's a gift. It's a gift. A lie that you would hear is, you know, it's not natural to be so calm all the time. People would consider you careless and irresponsible. And, you know, you're just, you're just too nonchalant. But let me tell you, the truth is when you receive peace that passes all understanding, you don't have to understand everything that's going on. You just have the supernatural peace to know what you have as a right as a child of God that it's going to be okay. When you walk in the truths of God's word, peace is your given right. So we have to understand, ladies, I just went over a few of these because like I said, you can go through the Bible and you have the right to joy and you, you know, you could just make a list on and on and on. But the ones I really wanted to touch on today was you have the right to freedom, you have the right to healing, you have the right to prosper, you have the right to never fear, you have the right to have peace, you have the right to a good and satisfying marriage, and you have a right to have well-behaved children. Listen, like I said at the beginning, if you don't know what is given to you as a gift and what you're allowed to have and what you're allowed to walk in and what you're allowed to do, we'll never do it. We will miss out on God's best for us. We'll miss out on instruction. We have rights as children of God. I pray, I know that this built up the gift of faith, the the gift, you know, Uh, feeling victorious in in your life as you've listened to this because it has stirred me up listening to it. It makes me just, you know, go over in my head again what I have a right to. Listen, ladies, draw, just like in our homes, you know, if you're anything, if you're living in an apartment, a condo, a townhouse, a home, there's boundary lines. There's boundary lines that separate cities. There's always boundary lines. So for instance, in my house here, I have a boundary line outside that shows what is my yard. Now, it's not drawn in the grass, but it is with the city papers, you know, with the city, what my boundary line is. Don't let the enemy cross over the boundary line. Know what your rights are. Make sure you have a no trespassing sign on the front door of your life because you can shut that out, shut out the enemy in a heartbeat if you know what authority and power that you stand in. Women were not created weak. We are created strong. You know, you got the whole feminist movement that takes it to the extreme and, you know, really messes up the way women are supposed to be the way the Bible says. But being being the way the Bible says does not make us weak. And to roll over, we are women of strength. We are women of strength. 
I'll go over real quick to my verse that I do for um, Nonstop Mom. And it is 1 Samuel. It's what I'll, last verse I'll leave with you. 1 Samuel 2, 1. Hannah's prayer of praise. Then Hannah prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. This woman was full of strength and she knew her rights. That's why she could say, I have an answer for my enemies. She knew what her boundary line was. Don't cross it. Don't cross it. So when you're done with this podcast, make sure you just say out loud, I have a right. And like, you know, I gave you some here. I encourage you, go into the word of God. Dig in deeper. Go and and see what other rights you have as a child of God. So you can stick up for the things of God. The gifts that God has given to you when you um, got saved and he died on the cross are so precious and there's so much strength behind them and we can do so much more when we know what our rights are. Thank you again so much for joining me this week. I love you guys truly. Um, Let me know when you're listening to this podcast. Share it on Instagram. Tag me, uh, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Tag me on Facebook. I love to hear from you. If you have any questions, if you want me to pray with you, if you want me to stand in agreement with you, I am here to do that. Let me know. Contact me on Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth, Nonstop Mom on Facebook, and I would love to hear from you. Any ideas, if there's any podcast uh, titles that you want to hear about, let me know. I love you, and until next time, thanks for listening.